0: out there and thanks again for tuning in to digging in, dig 811's weekly podcast. I'm Eric Urbane, education specialist with Mystic 811. And this week one of the things we want to talk about is a little bit of not just history in the short term, but looking forward with a new program that, you know, we've instituted at Mystic 811. But first and foremost, you know, when you think of Mystic 811 and think that we were established 50 years ago, we really had two primary functions. And that was to protect the utility lines that were underground, as well as those who work around them. Now, over time, we've evolved to provide protections for other resources as well. Now, for many years, we've had an overhead assistance program, which has helped protect the overhead electric infrastructure as well as any excavator or project manager that might be working near those facilities. But last year, we added a program that helps protect the state's most prized natural resources, that being the many lakes and rivers that exist here in Michigan, including, of course, the Great Lakes. And that is through a program that we call Marine Ticket. And with me today, I have my coworker and colleague, Pat Goddard, coming to us all the way from up in Escanaba, Michigan, through the magic of the interwebs. Um, Pat, glad you could join us. How are you doing today?
1: Good, I'm doing very well. It's a nice day up here in the UP. Oh, good, good to hear. Now,
0: Pat, you've been very involved with this Marine Ticket Program. And for our listeners, you know, Pat and I actually work in the same department and our actual work titles are the same. But, you know, within the department, Each of us have our own individual projects that we really focus on outside of just our primary objectives and goals within education. And one of the things that Pat's been very close with is marine ticket. So, I I brought him in to kind of explain it a little more in detail than I would be able to do. But before we do that, Pat, why don't you give the folks out there listening a little background, uh, you know, kind of what brought you to Miss Dig 811.
1: Well, my background, uh, I've been in excavating and contracting for over 30 years. I also have a background in photography, so a little both kind of helps out at the Mystic area. Um, but my wife has worked for Mystic for 22 years, and when a position opened up, Bruce Campbell, our CEO, thought, mm, hey, that might be a good fit um, for, uh, you know, someone with a different view of things, a uh, different background." So uh, um, my wife had told Bruce that I was interested in working here. So he said, oh, well, let's interview. So we did. And uh, it's been what, a year and eight months now since I've uh, been on board with this day.
0: Well, no, hey, listen, the, that kind of um, expertise and experience is always welcome here, you know, to, to get the perspective from, I guess, the, the other side, um, especially someone who spent a lot of time in the excavation field and who has worked with us. In one way, shape or form and miss dig. it's <laughs> nice to have that um, experience. And, and how, like I mentioned before, you've been involved in this marine ticket, probably closer than many of us within the organization. Um, why don't you give a little background? Where did this start? We've we've, been, we've had this offering for a little over a year, but why don't you give us a little history, kind of how this all started to progress to get to the point where this is part of our ticket creation
1: process. No, it started with Camel, uh, which is the co- coastal and marine organization down in the Gulf States area. Uh, it came up in a meeting that uh, Bruce Campbell was in, and Bruce liked the idea. We don't have anything up here in the Great Lakes area. None of the other notification systems, eight one notification systems, have this program. Um, so Bruce thought, "Hey, again, let's be the first. Um, So Bruce brought it to my attention, and I kind of just grabbed it and and ran with it and it's uh, where we are today, so. Great.
0: And really folks, what Marine Ticket does is it's built into our ticket creation software. So if any excavation is to take place in or near a body of water, that information can be provided in a Mistig Ticket and it will then create a notice to the facility owners in that area kind of almost like a joint meet ticket would. So, um, information about that project can be shared between the, the individuals doing the work as well as the facility owners. And I think one can assume, but in case you weren't aware, you know, there are all kinds of facilities that cross various waterways here. I think in the most famous one in recent years, we've all heard about Line 5 under the Straits of Mackinac. That's always kind of been something that we've heard a lot in the media. and. It's not just line five. You know, there are pipeline facilities, you know, different telecommunications facilities and a myriad of stuff that crosses not just the Great Lakes, but, you know, local lakes and waterways. So it was a way to to really protect it. And, you know, I think it's important for people to realize that as far as you know, Pat, we're the only one in the Great Lakes states that offers something like this.
1: Yes, we are. Um, As far as I know, we are the only ones that do this. That's why we're uh, uh, heading in the direction we want to head in, and we want to be the first and get other organizations and notification centers uh, on board with it. Um, So like I said, I just attended a meeting for the Great Lakes Commission annual meeting, uh, which is right where we kind of want to be. It involves other Great Lakes states, and it also involves uh, Ontario. Um, So we would like to get A bunch of people, just like they have down in the Gulf states, same type of organization where there's several of them together uh, pushing for uh, safety of uh, submerged facilities. No, absolutely.
0: And with CAMO, which was really kind of where our jumping off point was, taking information that we've learned from them down south, you know, we've even taken it a step farther because it's my understanding, Pat, that CAMO is an organization that promotes and trains uh mariners and excavators about the importance of being aware of what's underwater but the 811 centers themselves don't necessarily have a ticket type in place like we do here in michigan
1: no exactly that's what that's what they do down there is they educate and everything like that but we actually have a ticket that can be placed so if a excavator contractor is working directly in water they can place a specific ticket um for that project, and that, like you had said before, it's a joint meet where communication begins before the project starts, and it continues throughout the entire project right to the end, so that we make sure there's no damage to facilities, which will uh, also help secure uh, our environment and aquatic ecosystems.
0: Great. Now, again, we've we've offered this for you know a little over a year. Um, I can't imagine comparatively to what's underground that there are a lot of marine tickets placed. Uh, where are we at with that so far in a little over a year, you know? What's what's the usage rate of marine tickets?
1: Well, right now we're like at 181 tickets that have been placed, but we're still in our infancy. And just to kind of give you an idea of what we're dealing with, um, in Michigan, you're never more than six miles away from a body of water. You're never more than 85 miles away from one of the Great Lakes. We have 3,288 miles of shoreline. We have 11,000 inland lakes. We have 40,000 square miles of water surface. We have 80 public harbors, 400 private marinas, and a boater is never more than 30 miles away from the safe port. So if you were to look at a hydro um hydrological map we look like a sponge, and then, if you were to take a map of our pipelines, just our pipelines alone and place it over that hydrological map, uh, you could see how many facilities actually run through water um, and again, if something were to happen to one of those lines uh the consequences could be you know devastating you know the fact that it the way it would spread through the water system and that. Absolutely. So, well, in just a percentage of our total ticket
0: volume, at least year to date, the, the usage of marine ticket is rather small. But what you have to think of is of, of those 180 or so tickets that have been placed, each one of those has helped reduce the possibility of having a pipeline strike, causing an oil leak, or even if it wasn't necessarily an environmental disaster such as a petroleum leak, even the repair to a damaged telecommunication uh, facility right off the shore and what would be involved in having to repair and dig up that line to replace it would have created its own problems and its own issues.
1: Exactly. The cost of those type of damages are so much greater than if they were on land. And if there is a damage on land, it will probably make, may make your local newspaper, but if something happens in water, it's going to be national news.
0: Absolutely. So again, while you know we haven't seen a great demand for marine ticket yet, hopefully by getting information like this out there, um, people will become more aware and start to utilize the service more. You know, I think we can only assume that there's dredging going on, there's there's anchors being dropped, and there's certainly excavation along various shorelines and piers that still continues on without notifying Miss Dig 811, simply because it's work that perhaps companies have done for decades and they haven't quite caught on to our efforts yet, but we hope to change that over time here.
1: Exactly. And, and like you said, it's just, it's the way things are done in the past. We just have to get that word out. Like I said, we're still in our infancy with this marine ticket. Um, but what it can do for the excavation community uh, is greatly um, save money and the environment. Um, and it's going to help out, again, our members too, because, uh, again, they don't want those type of damages, especially those type of damages, because like I said, the cost of it is greater. And the uh, you know just the coverage of it would be greater too so right
0: and for all of you out there that that dig for a living um, there's nothing that you have to change in order to utilize this marine ticket program if you call in via 811 and speak to one of our nsrs and you indicate that you will be working near or in a body of water they will be able to provide that information and create a marine ticket for you if you're one of our many remote ticket entry users with full access, you have the ability right from your workstation to create a marine ticket on your end, too. So it's already something that's alive. There's no special applications or anything that anyone has to do. Anyone is able to do that as we as we sit here today. Um, Pat, exactly. before we- Pat, before we, you know, kind of wrap up here again, I I appreciate you taking the time to talk about this. Is there anything, uh, you know, you would want to leave our listeners with about the importance of, of this marine ticket and how we're helping protect the environment?
1: Yeah, it, it, the Marine ticket, again, like I said, it, it's there to protect the environment, it's there to help out our facility members, um, because when damages occur in a, with a submerged facility, the costs are going to be so much greater, it's that much more difficult, that much more time to work and repair. Um, and also uh, another point that we got to make too is that the the locating is different of these. You know, on land we have our caution zone, which is eight feet either, si- eight feet total, forty eight inches either side. In the water, um, because it's so much more difficult, the caution zone is actually two hundred and fifty feet. So now you're you're talking about a little bit bigger caution zone, but the markings are also going to be different, and that's something we have to get out to our members also. Uh, for example, you know, red and green, red for electric and green for sewage, you know, that's what they mean on land, but those are navigational buoys uh, in the marine uh, area. So there has to be a different type of marking. We have to go with the marine codes uh, for marking out in the water, and that is orange. So usually you would try to use orange cones and markers to mark your facilities. Um, But by being, being able to mark these facilities, again, you're saving the facility owners and the contractors so much more time and money
0: absolutely and utility locating is a is a challenging enough profession when we're doing it here in someone's front yard uh it's a whole added degree of difficulty when, you know when you're getting out in you know 100 feet of water for sure exactly well again pat you know um i, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today about that and for any of you that want in more information on our marine ticket you know i encourage you Uh, Go to the education section of our website, which is misdig811.org, and we'll have some information on marine ticket and the uh, "What's Next" uh, portion of that. So be sure to check that out, and you know, just browse the website for any misdig-related information. But until next time, again, I want to thank our guest, Pat Goddard, education specialist with misdig811. I want to thank everyone out there for listening, and until next time. Be smart. Be safe. Call Miss Dig 811 before you dig.